This is Forge Daily with Mackenzie Barwell on the Forge Audio Network. Forge fans, welcome back to another episode. Today is October 10th, 2023. I'm your host, Mackenzie Barwell, here to give you all things Forge FC. Now, the long weekend is officially over. I hope you all had a phenomenal Thanksgiving if you were celebrating. Today, I'm back at Tim Hortons Field to check in with some Forge players, but I should mention they did have training yesterday too, so not exactly any days off during the playoffs. But today, you can expect to hear from Malik and Noah Jensen post-practice, as well as what teams will play who for the first round of playoffs this weekend, and then some Forge players in the race for some major awards this season. So let's get right into it, beginning with this weekend. As you know, Forge will match up against Cavalry FC this Saturday at 5 for the 1 versus 2 seed matchup. And as for the rest of the standings, though, Halifax have claimed third because of that away point differential I talked about yesterday. And then Pacific are in fourth as they weren't able to come away with any points against Cavalry this past weekend. Finally, York United have snuck into that fifth place spot and will match up against Pacific tomorrow, actually. So the timing is a little weird because the winner of that game will then have a smaller break to play Halifax this coming weekend. And I have to say that 4v5 matchup will be a good one because not only do we know what Pacific brings to the table here, but as of late, York United have been on a bit of a tear. Their head coach has secured the team with the most wins and points in club history with 11 wins this season and 38 points. So tune in tomorrow night on One Soccer if you want to see who Forge may potentially match up against later on in their playoff journey. All right, let's talk player of the year because the CPL just posted an article with 10 of the top contenders around the league for this award. And with the 2023 Canadian Premier League season coming to an end, which I honestly can't believe, it's officially the start of award season. And I think among the most anticipated awards, the league's player of the year is probably the most sought after. It's given to the player voted as the best in the league by media members, And the award itself has built some familiarity with Forge FC, Tristan Borges winning it in 2019, and then Kyle Becker in 2020. So the league's five official nominees will be revealed next week, with the winner being awarded during the CPL Finals weekend at the end of October. So of the 10 that we've seen thus far, Kyle Becker is in the running, and looking at his overall stats, they have not dropped by any means from when he last received this award. This season, he finished second in the league in assists with seven, adding three goals as well. He also finished tied for the league in chances created with 51, and then first in expected assists with seven. So that would be all for Forge, but looking ahead to this weekend's matchup against Calvary, they've got three players in the running, including number nine, Meyer Bevan, number four, Dan Klomp, and number seven, Ali Musse. So they will all be players to watch out for. Goalkeeper of the Year is also at the forefront of conversation around the league. There haven't been any formal announcements about this quite yet, but Tristan Henry is still leading the league with nine clean sheets, so, you know, just take that as you will. The next in line being Cavalry's Marco Carducci, but Gia's had a great season, so I might be biased, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him take this one home, especially after that literal Superman dive he did to keep the ball out of the back of the net against Pacific. Mind you, we will hear other nominations next week, and we may expect to see some more Forge players in the mix there as well, including Defender of the Year, U21 Player of the Year, and some others. So stay tuned for that. 
All right, let's get into my post-practice conversations with Malik and Noah. I asked them how the playoffs differ from the regular season and what it takes to be successful in one-off games like these upcoming ones. Um, obviously, there's a lot at stake. I'd say there's a lot more at stake than a cup competition, but like you were alluding to, the uh, elimination process of it is very similar to a cup competition. Um, luckily, we uh, finished second, so we get a second shot, mm-hmm. no matter of what the result of this weekend is. But yeah. from that point onwards, it's win or go home. And although we know we have that kind of lifeline, regardless of this weekend, this weekend we still want to win and like... The plan is to win this weekend, go to the final, win the final. Host the final. And then, uh, you know, go to CONCACAF Champions League. Exactly. Yeah, I think that um, the team overall is extremely experienced. Not only, like, the players, but the staff as well. Bobby, having been here and gone to four finals in four years, he, he knows exactly what it takes to get there. But also within the players, younger players like myself, Crazy, Woobs, Seba, we've been to the final last year, won it. The year before as well, they've been to the final, so we have that experience of being in these big pressure games. And then we also have players that are more experienced, that have played in different leagues and different competitions that are also high pressure or even higher pressure, yeah. like Champions League, yeah. et etc. Et so I think everyone's ready and uh, has experience in these type of situations. So it's just a case of us going out and taking care of business. But yeah, I have uh, no doubt in the team being being ready to handle whatever comes out. Mm-hmm. Playoffs, once you get there, it's kind of like the slate is wiped clean. Nothing in the past really matters. All that matters is you're there. And all that matters is that you show up and play your one, your two, your three important games the best that you can. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that, you know, we have a lot of experience doing. We've played a lot of big games and that bodes really well for us at this time of the year. So I think, yeah, everyone's mentality is just when these games come around for us, it's how fast can we get going and how good can we be on the day to take care of business yeah so would you say like pace of play for example is one of those key contributors to being successful in like situations like these ones it's difficult because a lot of the teams that you play against in these games are really afraid of making mistakes Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. in ways it becomes a chess match it's like cagey and like tentative it's very cagey especially because we're a team that likes to possess the ball yeah a team will most usually sit and wait for us to make a mistake. Right. So as long as we're able to dictate the play and minimize our mistakes, then it gives us the upper hand in these games. Oh. I think Calvary, over the course of the season, they've definitely been the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know just looking back on games that we've played against them, you know, especially the one away, they beat us 3-0. Those are all games that are relatively fresh in our memories that we've been thinking about for a while, and we've always wanted an opportunity to play Calvary again. And so I think that motivates us. But what also motivates us is all the past performances we've had against Calvary in the playoffs. And we know that we're able to take care of business against them. And we're able to use that experience to to push us forward. And since it's fall and Thanksgiving, I just I couldn't do these interviews without asking about their Thanksgiving dinners. So here's what they had to say about that and their favorite thing about Thanksgiving. Um, I had Thanksgiving dinner with my uh, two brothers, Crazy Poku and uh, Ruben Spacious. We ate uh, turkey, beef, they had ribs, stuffing. Mashed potatoes? No, no mashed potatoes. Okay. Uh, what else did we have? Rice and peas, actually. Yeah. Jamaican <laughs> special. Shout out, Diane Poku. <laughs> um, fruit punch, like this special, 
special fruit punch though. Okay. Um, and then yeah, some dessert, ice cream cake. Ooh, pumpkin pie. Nah. Nah, I'm not a big fan. I've never had it. Oh really? I've never. Had okay, that's pie. weird. Um, I guess I'm not Canadian or not. Yeah. Uh, at my home in Curtis, Ontario. Curtis. Uh, it was. We had smoked turkey, roast beef, sweet potato casserole, stuffing, gravy, everything. Sheesh. Okay, my next question was going to be like, what part of Thanksgiving dinner is the best? Well, so we ha- we actually had a debate about this yesterday because a lot of the people in our team said that turkey is bad. But then... Like, oh, really? S- smoked turkey. Have you ever had smoked turkey? N- maybe. If you ever think that turkey is dry, just have smoked turkey. Smoked okay. turkey is like 10 times better. So that's my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Okay, the actual turkey. turkey. Yeah. Who was saying that is bad? That's literally the uh, entire... Coach Bobby, Rama. Oh, this is good um, behind the beard fuel. I honestly yeah. don't even know the difference between smoked turkey and regular it's, turkey. It's, uh... Yeah. It's okay. We don't it's, need to get into, like... It's smoked. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an episode of how it's made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that is all I have for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Tomorrow, we have an episode of Behind the Beard. And then Thursday, I'll be back to check in with another episode of Forge Daily. This has been Forge Daily with Mackenzie Barwell. If you like what you heard, please like, follow, subscribe, comment, and share. 